0: Hi, it's Lucy from the Beaver Office. It's Wednesday the 31st of May 2023 and this is the Beaver Pod May Newsflash. This month it has come to Beaver's attention that unvalidated genetic tests for certain myopathies including type 2 polysaccharide storage myopathy, myofibrillar myopathy or muscle integrity myopathy were being relied upon to make major, sometimes life-ending decisions about horses. Professor Richard Pearcy from the RVC has warned horse owners that due to the high prevalence of the genetic variants in a horse population that are tested for, many horses will test positive just by chance, whether they have the disease or not. As such, these tests can't and should not be relied upon for diagnosis. Type 1 polysaccharide storage monopathy can be diagnosed by DNA testing, which has a robustly evaluated background. Owners are being encouraged to speak to their vets about the evidence basis for decision making when investigating myopathies and in horses. The BVA earlier this month described the current time-based approach to EMS requirements as an anomaly and proposed to move to a student-led outcome-based programme. But RCVS officials responded to say that removing it would only benefit students with the time, means and connections to secure placements. The RCVS intends to cut the length of time students spend on placements from autumn 2024, but the BVA's EMS Working Group has argued that that does not go far enough. The Association of Veterinary Students backed the BVA document, which called the present system outdated. The argument is that EMS is currently measured in terms of completed weeks, with no specific means of assessing the contribution it makes to overall competency. While SPIVs backed an outcome-based approach, they identified that practices taking students for EMS placements may not welcome the increased formality and the unintended consequences could be to drive EMS providers away. Further discussions are scheduled to take place. At BVA Live this month, there was a discussion on the use of animals in sport, where there was a suggestion of banning jump racing and a claim that the profession is silent on the welfare issues associated with horse racing. There was talk about the performance-enhancing procedures which are carried out, such as wind operations, and it was questioned as to whether vets should continue to work in these certain disciplines at all. Interestingly, one contributor pointed out that overfeeding animals, such that it puts their welfare at risk, was not dissimilar ethically, so the question should be considered more widely than just in relation to sport. IVC has been accused of placing profits before people over a jobs axe threat. Hundreds of staff are believed to be at risk of redundancy at IVC Evidencia because of proposals to outsource its finance work to an external operator. The company argues that change is needed, despite the risk of significant short-term disruption for practices, to provide better services to clients and their pets. But union leaders said they were shocked by the move and offered to support the affected workers. The RCVS and the British Veterinary Chronic Illness Society remind professionals and students to complete a groundbreaking disability and chronic illness in veterinary work and education survey before it closes in mid-June. The project, which is being led by the College and the BVCIS, was launched earlier this month to better understand the challenges faced by professionals with disabilities or chronic illnesses and how the sector can be made more inclusive. The RCVS Academy launches a new course to support veterinary professionals dealing with complaints, which features scenarios to demonstrate the application of skills to avoid and resolve complaints. Beaver Trust has hit its halfway target to fund power to the Ukraine. The Trust has almost hit the halfway mark with its project to raise £20,000 to buy 10 generators, thanks to the generosity of equine vets around the country. Junior Vice President Bruce Bladen is organising another Beaver Sportive event, which will take place on Saturday the 15th of July, and is where cyclists of all abilities can choose from three different routes through West Berkshire and Oxfordshire. The 100-mile route is the venue for the 2020 National Hill Climb Championships. That will attract the hardcore cyclists amongst you, whereas the 75-mile route will take on two of the best climbs in south of England and the 40-mile route, which is suitable for those who haven't done much training but will include two challenging hill climbs. The event will raise money for Beavers Power to the Ukraine Appeal and the Beaver Trust. A barbecue awaits the finishers, giving the opportunity to socialise with fellow participants. In other charitable news, the Donkey Sanctuary has announced a new global strategy to improve the lives of millions of donkeys, focusing on working donkeys and the plight of those affected by the donkey skin trade. May, we also had Veterinary Nursing Awareness Month, which saw the BVNA deliver webinars and competitions to champion the association and its members. The RCVS Academy launched its new starting out programme for veterinary nurses to help newly registered nurses into the profession. The course offers six modules designed to aid the transition from student to registered veterinary nurse. The programme is available on the RCVS Academy website and should take around 10 hours to complete and can be pursued either independently or with mentor support. The BVNA have today released a report detailing the results of their recent Protect the Title surveys, following the release of preliminary results earlier in 2023. The Surveys sought to obtain information from the profession and the public about their understanding and feelings on the issue of statutory protection of the title veterinary nurse, along with the potential use of unqualified staff. The Protect the Title surveys were completed by over 12,000 respondents between twenty-six September and 31st of December 2022, 8,302 members of the profession and 3,926 members of the public. The report of the survey results is now available on the BVNA website. In other news, the Royal Windsor Horse Show announced that it was getting on board with the Horse Trust's Healthiest Body Condition Awards this year. This was welcome news, but of course, it was obvious after the event that there was still work to be done, despite there being improvements in how horses were presented. We hope to see more progress made in this area. The government has also announced that it will be dropping the kept animals bill, insisting that instead measures that were contained within it will be brought forward individually. And therefore, they maintain their commitment to animal welfare. In the latest research, EVJ article of the week at the beginning of the month was five versus seven day dosing intervals of extended release injectable omeprazole in the treatment of equine squamous and glandular gastric disease by Tanya Sandra, Erin Kelty and our president Dave Rendell. New research has identified different horse tendon cell populations and which are most affected by ageing. The University of London, Queen Mary University of London and the University College London are setting out to identify different cell types in superficial digital flex attendance in young and old horses. Submissions are invited for the Triennial International Equine Colic Symposium in Edinburgh. The 14th International Equine Colic Symposium will be held on the 10th to 12th of July 2024 in Edinburgh, and clinicians and scientists are being invited to submit abstracts for presentation. The prestigious event is hosted alternately by Beaver and the AAEP. Beaver has opened up candidate nominations for the 2023 Beaver Council elections. Dave Rendell, Beaver's current president, has said, I would urge everyone to think about standing. If you have any interest in making a difference or if you are frustrated with how the profession is represented, then please do make sure you stand for this year's elections. Beaver Council members oversee the direction and strategy of the association. They work together to promote and lead the equine veterinary community by representing the industry, advising on domestic and European issues and tackle a wide range of veterinary and welfare topics. Nominations close at 12pm on Wednesday, the 12th of July. Following the nomination period, the election period will take place, which will occur during August and then all eligible Beaver members are invited to vote and the results will be announced at Beaver Congress in September. This month, Eve have released a podcast with Fernando Malalana discussing his paper on corneal neoplasia. BeaverPod has released an episode with Sarah Freeman and Katie Lightfoot discussing students and how they can be given open doors into the equine profession and a stable footing initiative that has taken place at Nottingham Vet School. There is much discussion about how EMS placements can be made beneficial for all parties involved. Then we had Ollie King from the Meraki Initiative talking about how environments in the business and the workplace can be made better for those involved and make businesses more successful. Then Sophie Eden, one of our council members, spoke to Kirsty Pickles, a mental health first aid trainer and equine vet about the role of mental health first aid and how it can be embraced in practice culture and better support the people working within it. In another episode, we spoke to Naomi Meller about networking and kicking doors down to get through to different areas of the profession and to make the most of your career opportunities. And then in a fourth episode, Tanya Sundra from Avon Ridge Equine Services in Australia recorded a bonus episode on how she has used informal mentoring to help herself throughout her career pathway. And then upcoming CPD on the 14th of June from one thirty till 8.45pm, there is the Scottish Regional Meeting at the Vipers Centre Equine Hospital. Then on Wednesday, the 5th of July from nine o'clock to five o'clock, there's the last few spaces available on the Advanced Equine Behaviour Course at the Horse Trust in Buckinghamshire with Gemma Pearson. Then on the 18th of July from 1pm till 6.45pm there's an online course on feeding the surgical patient. Then on the 17th of August from 9am till 5pm there's the Advanced Theoretical Equine Dental Technicians course which is also online. Then on Thursday, the 28th of September, from 8.30am to 6, uh, sorry 4.45pm at the Osberton Estate, there's a course on maximising sports horse performance. Don't forget to buy your Congress tickets. The super early bird prices finish today, 31st of May. But then you will have the early bird prices, which you should try and make the most of as soon as possible.